1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective.
0: 2020 on Vision. Some more discussion today about a significant statement that was made last week that won't have been so widely heard on mainstream media. The Vatican released a statement by the Pope affirming man-woman marriage. As you will know, there is no difference between Catholics and Protestants on God's design for marriage. Each side has a solid biblical base for affirming what marriage is, and it can never change. Damien Wilde leads the Australian Family Coalition. Damien's back with us to explore this a little more. Damien, welcome back to 2020. Good pleasure, Neil. Damien, both in Australia and overseas, churches have been wracked by division over their stances on sexuality and gender and marriage. How important is this statement that's come from the Vatican?
1: I think it's absolutely crucial, Neil, because while it's not any any shift in teaching at all on the part of the Catholic Church or indeed any church that holds to the traditional biblical understanding of marriage, it's so at odds, I think, with the prevailing cultural uh, trends at the time the way many countries, including our own, have sought to try and legally redefine what marriage means. For this statement to be made, and particularly at an international level, flies in the face of all of that. And that's why it's really such an important and very timely document.
0: Interesting, isn't it, that sometimes people think of this marriage issue as a battle between perhaps church and state. But within the church, there are those liberal elements that have been at work. And sometimes people have referred to it on this program as an idea of white hunting when it comes to Mm. the way the church deals with marriage and civil unions and those sorts of things. Uh, This is pretty common, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And we've seen that, I think, particularly in Australia. And I don't want to pick on denominations, but we've certainly seen that among the Uniting Church. We've seen it within elements of the the Anglican Church and certainly within the Catholic Church. The the Catholic Church is no orphan in that regard. And particularly in parts of Europe and North America, we have seen a a deliberate attempt to erode and white-hand Catholic teaching on marriage, which is what's led to this statement. The question was asked, well, putting marriage aside, can we bless same-sex unions of other sorts and the question came back with a very emphatic no um, the idea of marriage uh, is defined in in creation no less was the response and it's not for the church to try and change that in any way shape or form and any sort of union that uh, mimics marriage it's not the the role of the church to to bless or support those in any way. So this was a very clear and emphatic statement that really should, hopefully, at least in some sense, put an end to that sort of white anting that you mentioned.
0: And the confusion that that's caused, not just amongst church theologians who debate these things, but when there are churches that take contrary, contradictory positions on marriage, people everywhere are confused by that.
1: Yes, well, the Uniting Church in particular, uh, and I think we discussed it at the time, Neil, a couple of years ago, when they uh, sought to adopt two simultaneous but completely contradictory ideas of what marriage entailed, uh, namely that it was the traditional meaning, if you willed it, or uh, between any two people of the same gender. And they didn't even say same sex, they adopted this bizarre uh, t- sorry, between any people of any, any gender. It was a very strange, amorphous idea of marriage. So to have a church adopt these two completely contradictory statements, I, I feel most of all sorry for um, two sets of people, actually. The, the, the poor clerics that have to try and survive in this world, and I, I really pay credit and to, the, to those pastors who've had to try and navigate these difficult trends within their churches, but also to the lay people within them who've had to witness these these dissensions and uh, these difficult times within their, their denominations, it must be very challenging for them.
0: Very significant then to hear the Catholic Church again rule out any such change. And no doubt uh, there'll be times necessary into the future too, Damien, when uh, there are people who are leading churches uh, on all different denominational levels to affirm what their stance is. But significant that this is not just uh, something that's happened in Italy where the Pope is, but this is an international statement.
1: Absolutely. It's um, for those who might not know the you know internal machinations of the Catholic Church because obviously it's a large international organization. They have different bodies that handle different matters. So there's obviously a uh, a body that handles economic matters, a body that handles worship matters. This body handles doctrinal matters. It's called the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. And they are quite an authoritative body. And usually when they release a statement like this, it goes and gets rubber stamped by the Pope no less. So we, that That's the case with this document, too. So it is a fairly authoritative statement um, at that international level. So this will be of significance not only to Catholics, but I would like to think to to all Christians of goodwill, particularly those in churches that have been wrestling and struggling with these sorts of issues, hopefully for them to see a church standing firm on this matter will give them some reassurance and perhaps some courage to try and and hold the line as well.
0: Damien, oftentimes people will be critical and they'll say, oh, here it is, the Church is just beating up on people who disagree with the idea of man and woman marriage. How do you describe the way the Pope's statement is worded uh, in a way that uh, somehow or other will try not to upset people but at the same time have a certain sense of authority about it?
1: Well, it was, I think, a very charitably worded document. It said that... There, there could be no possible suggestion of any sort of unjust discrimination on the part of the church, and it even went to say it went so far as to say that those people who have same sex attraction must be treated with all love and charity, and there's no suggestion that they, as individuals, insofar as they try to lead their life as good Christians like everyone else, should not personally receive uh, blessings and graces. The question is ultimately though uh, about the objective matter about whether these sorts of unions um, can be supported. And the church ultimately said it's not a question of even whether we want to. We simply can't do it. Uh, it's, that's not um, in line with um, the concept, the plan of God's creation, or of, of church understanding and teaching on the matter. Um, so, you know, while we'll continue to support those individuals, we simply cannot support these unions.
0: Damien, in your understanding, what does this statement more specifically rule out? Uh, Is there that detail in there? Um, It's
1: Well, it's a very amorphous sort of thing because what is a blessing of a same-sex union? Certainly in in Catholic worship and liturgical forms, there is no such thing. Um, There's a very um, long-standing traditional idea of what a a marriage ceremony entails – and I'm sure that those are very similar across all the different denominations. I mean, we all know those words, you know, till death do us part, and I do, and so on. And they don't vary wildly between denominations. But the idea of a same-sex uh, ceremony or a blessing, that's something very foreign, certainly to the to a Catholic understanding of these things. So in terms of what's been asked and hence what's been replied, it's all quite vague. It's very much at that level of principle, and the Catholic Church has said, look, anything that looks and walks and talks like marriage must be marriage. Otherwise, it's not something that can be supported.
0: And uh, the Catholic Church, so big and so uh, well-equipped and networked around the world, you can't ignore statements that come from the top. How important is it, do you think, not only for Catholics, but for people who are of Protestant denominations or indeed people of no faith at all, that there is such a strong statement here?
1: Well, certainly, as I said, you know, on behalf of those denominations who've been struggling with this, the Uniting Church and the Anglicans in Australia in particular, but also overseas, you know, the Episcopalians in America, I know globally um, within the Anglican Church this has caused a huge eruption. Um I'm sure this will be of, of real reassurance to them uh, and perhaps you know, a validation of their own stand. But I'd like to think, as you suggest, Neil, that even those who may not... Uh, have a religious background they may be agnostic they may even be atheists we have some of those people among our own cause at the, at the afc those people who still affirm the traditional man-woman understanding of marriage must I, I think get some reassurance themselves out of this that there are still people willing to say look you know you can change things in law you can change the meaning of words you can do whatever you like but at the end of the day I know that marriage is between a man and a woman and it's really reassuring to see a world leader shore up my beliefs.
0: And it's not just churches here to Damien but also the ripple effect that extends through schools or welfare agencies uh, all forms of Christian ministries that are connected especially here to the Catholic Church but there is also a, I guess an encouragement to those who are in Protestant churches to understand that this is such an important issue a strong statement's been made and uh, there'll be an awful lot of people who'll hold tight to that.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, well beyond the question of marriage or of any sort of um, similar union, we've seen how matters of sexuality and gender have strayed into so many areas of life, whether it's these uh, so-called gay conversion therapy bills that are now marching their way around the country, whether it's questions of conscientious objection or of the rights to conduct their own enrolment and employment procedures, All of these things, in large part, tie back to the question of marriage, which, you know, obviously our country has wrestled with in a large way over the last couple of years. So while people may immediately look at this document and say, well, look, it doesn't really affect me. It's just about same-sex unions or marriage. No, it actually does go so much further than that, because at the end of the day, when all of these other bills, all of these other changes we see being uh, marched out across the country... It's really important to see um, large organisations, indeed any organisations, say, no, these are our beliefs and try as you may, legislate though you will, we're not going to change them to suit you. Uh, these are our sincerely held beliefs and uh, we hold to them with, with all our conviction.
0: Well, as one Presbyterian leader said just recently on this program, we don't get our instructions from the Parliament, we get our instructions from God. And uh, here's an affirmation here from the leader of the Catholic Church, the Pope, who's made a a statement here about marriage between a man and a woman and while some people might say didn't we vote on this just a few years ago and the parliament voted to uh, disassemble that definition well it doesn't change because of the biblical foundation and Damien Wilde let me point people to the website of the Australian Family Coalition uh, there are all sorts of great campaigns you're running very strong on these issues around marriage ostfamily.com.au, ostfamily.com.au. Damien Wild, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Great to talk, Neil.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.